The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. And that's our problem today. The spirit of atheism and all these isms that it brings across the cultures of the world. When you minus that God, you have to turn back to man. And that's not our solution, and yet that's what we look to for our solutions. When you do that, you lose all your liberty, all your rights, your right to govern self, and others begin to govern. Joan's not in with us today. She's out of town. Frank's not with us today. So Riaz is going to read the reading that we have for today. The following is by Liz Klimas, and it's titled, Bureaucracy Out of Control. European Union proposes now controlling seeds. The European Commission is proposing legislation that would have the government regulate what can be planted to its, quote, tested, approved, and accepted list of seeds, unquote. 
Some worry the legislation, in addition to being overregulation by the government, would lead to less biodiversity and that it could be set a precedent that could someday criminalize the average gardener planting so-called banned seeds. According to the European Commission, the Plant Reproductive Material Law seeks to update existing legislation by cutting down 70 pieces of law into five and reducing the red tape on processes and procedures for farmers, breeders, and food business operators. The Soil Association, in its press release regarding the proposed legislation, stated it would have a disastrous effect on the availability of rare plant varieties and those used by farmers. This will not only affect farmers and growers in the short term by outlawing the exchange of seed, not currently commercially available, but in the long term will erode the diversity of species that even the large seed companies who are driving the proposal need to provide their future varieties, said the Soil Association. Ben Raskin, head of horticulture for the association, explained that access to diverse varieties is important for adaptation to local environments and changing climate conditions. The proposed legislation will require every seed to be registered and an annual license to be paid for each variety, Raskin said in a statement. Under this law, it won't be possible to register old and new niche varieties and populations based only on an officially recognized description without official registration and certification as is currently practiced. If this regulation is passed, not only will we lose a huge number of plant varieties, we will lose the amazing diversity of appearance, taste, and potential benefits such as disease resistance and nutritional content. Raskin worried that while some have assured the proposed legislation would only apply to farmers, that the text suggests every gardener could be subject to it as well. This caused a great outcry, which the European Commission was forced to revisit the proposed law. However, the Real Seed Catalog in the UK wrote that the law is still bad. Here are some concessions that the Real Seed Catalog has said have been made in the new law. Home gardeners are now permitted to save and swap unapproved seed without breaking the law. Individuals and small organizations can grow and supply or sell unapproved vegetable seed as long as they have less than 10 employees. Seed banks can grow unapproved seed without breaking the law. There could be easier, in an unspecified way, rules for large producers of seeds, suitable for organic art, agriculture, etc., and some unspecified future legislation, maybe. Ultimately, Real Seed Catalog Director Ben Gable said there wasn't a need for any new regulation on this front. We've already had a strong consumer protection laws that cover all of this. Seeds must be fit for the purpose sold, match their description, and perform as advertised. The old seed laws already covered health, traceability, and safety. Anyone who produces seeds is already inspected and certified by the Secretary of State. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? Say, after there's an uprising against the EU, they make concessions. The concession was that home gardeners will be permitted to plant these seeds. What do you mean, be permitted? Because they were let out of the law, the law now permits him to do this, like they didn't have the right to do it before. See, they pass a law, people object to it, and then they grant you the right that comes from government, not from God. We don't need the law to permit home gardeners to not be underneath this law, through the law itself. 
They don't even realize it's a good And that's why a real gardener, the, the seed company, said this is still bad law. I don't know if they catch what they're doing, what, this, what that power play is. But by that concession, they're permitting underneath this law for you to grow, which means you're regulated. When do they say you're not going to be permitted this? We're blind. And as the scripture verse says from Jeremiah, cursed is the man who trusts in man. We've turned everything toward him. We go to all so many isms. Cardinal Ratzinger, right before he became Pope, did a mass just before going into the conclave. But he said this. He said, how many winds of doctrine have we known over the last few decades? How many out of theological currents? How many schools of thought? The little ship bearing the thoughts of many Christians has frequently been shaken by these waves, thrown from one extreme to the other, from Marxism to liberalism, even to libertarianism. I emphasize libertarianism because many Christians, while we might agree with some things, libertarians may say, yeah, you have freedom to do this. There's others as Christians, you don't have freedom to do that. So he puts this in there, Marxism to liberalism, even libertarianism, from collectivism to radical individualism, from atheism to a vague religious mysticism, and so and on and on. How many new sects arise each day? What is it that when you buy a house now in a subdivision, who through their covenants... That you can't do what you want to do. Say you're in the military, you buy into a subdivision. They say you can't put a flagpole up. We're so conditioned to tell us what we can and can't do that we've gone to man and cursed be us for it to see what we can do and what we can't do. Because we've relied on Him and not God. God said, I give you dominion over the earth. All the seed bearing, all the animals, all the lands, the waters. This is underneath us, not underneath the government. If I've got a creek running through my property, I've got a right to take the water and do whatever I want to do with it. Yes, they may have some kind of regulations where there's water shortages or things like that, but generally speaking, you buy that land, you get the water with it. And for good purposes, because it's part of why you buy the land. But water in all shapes and forms are being regulated now. And they all use an excuse because it may be dirtied or something or some kind of pollution. That's so rare that is not really a consequence today. We have creeks around here. One rainstorm dumps more mud and silt and trash and debris in this, our creeks here, than we would ever do in our agrarian work that we do here over a five-year period. Through one major storm, it might do it. We've grown stupid. We don't realize and we subject ourselves to man and curse BS for it. And we're going to be cursed by it. So now they're telling people you can't grow seeds, you can't have seeds, you can't sell your seeds, you can't keep them from one crop to the next. Scary stuff. And to the measure of the scare that you should have is the fact that a lady's coming at this period of time in men's history. And yet she says, for the one who fasts is not afraid of evil, the one who prays is not afraid of the future. And yes, we should be in fear. But we need to take our autonomy. We need to take control back of our own situations. The best way to do that is get your own little plot of land. 
Get to it as quick as you can. And you have dominion over it. You don't have to have a list of 50,000 laws. And I can guarantee you, you can count every county that what you're regulated by is at least that much. From the county to the cities to the states to the, to the, to the con- United States Congress, what they pass. Supreme Court, all their rulings. Man wasn't made to live underneath this lack of freedom. And the loss of that freedom is due to sin. You lose your freedom. And you become regulated. Because when you sin, you lose God. When you lose God, you have to turn to man to regulate things. You want 10 commandments or 50,000 laws. You live by the commandments, you gain freedom. So it's a contradiction about our economic situation. That we can fix these things. Man can do this. God fixes it by just simply living his statutes. When we get that, we grasp it, we understand it, we can see the great significance of what's happening on a daily basis from the markets to the, to the metals to everything that's taking place, why it is that we're in. I know Riaz and I was just talking about somebody in Germany, in Mezgori was telling one of our people there in the community that, that Britain is looking to pass some kind of law that if you die and you owe debt, your children inherit that debt. They cannot escape it. Does that sound unjust? That your parents can be free-willing and borrow money for the last years of their lives, third mortgage their home, take the money, live fat cats, whatever they want to do, however they want to do it, and whatever's left, the three kids of theirs, or however many number there are, has to pay the debt and they cannot escape it. How can we be in such a state as that? Well, look at the laws of England's passing. The most perverse, the Queen of England, we just talked a few weeks ago about passing a law about rearranging marriage. You lose your liberty. You lose the fullness of the grain bins being full for the harvest that you might eat by. And Jeremiah says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. We don't trust the Lord. They don't want to go in England what they say about marriage and what God did, but only what they say as man did. And then they get these laws imposed upon him because they turn to man that says, you have to pay for your parents' debt. And when those children die, when they're 50, 60, 70, and they're still paying for the debt, passes on to the next generation. Scriptures relays, for the sins of the parents, I'll curse you to the fourth generation. England can't even change this for four more generations. They can start mitigating it. They can start changing it. And I've said before, really, a portion of England needs to do what the United States did when it broke away from England. You need to gather one part of England and break away. And I'm, so, I'm talking revolution. Get away from that. Would you stand beside a building when you know it's going to fall? Some people did it in 9-11. They got killed. England's not going to stand. You people need to wake up and start gathering covertly like 30 Christians and gathering one portion of England and just say, we're not going to do it anymore. They fired the first shot, give you the basis for some of this. You order it on Amazon, read it. Start having secret conclaves if you have to. Birth the United States of England or United State of England. Just like we did before. 
form some legal authority because you have it, the favor of God if you do this legally, not as individuals. Form your own government. We'll be arrested. Put God with it, put God in the center of it, and go with God. You're obligated to defy these new laws in England about rearranging marriage. And even this is, a, this is an unnatural law, but, but the inheritance, a debt. Oh, it's a penalty paid that you have to pay if you go along with everything and part of the system. So until you start seeing these things, how is a man going to be blessed who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord? You've got to turn to God and everybody and every nation has to do this. Jeremiah goes on and says, and this is what's beautiful, it's always agrarian. And what they want to control is not the things you think they would be, but the government, what they're trying to control and what the UE and even the United States and other places is agrarian things. Why? Because people have to eat. They don't have to live in a house, but you have to eat. So what the scripture says, you'll neither be able to nor buy nor sell anything without the mark of the beast. And the most precious thing is, is food, is water. And that's what they regulate now. Going to regulate the seeds? Put it underneath the government's control? You want to do that? You're comfortable with that? Oh, they're going to protect you from this and that? What's the purpose of that? Evil? Jeremiah says, He is like a tree planted by water. Well, let me back up to the verse. Blesses the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. You have to live the statutes of God. Our Lady says, live, let your life be true before God. Live the commandments. That gives you liberty. Not libertarianism. Did you know you can't be Christian and a libertarian? And I see a lot of movement toward libertarianism. Because they would allow abominable marriages. Well, I'm not for that. But, you know, I believe people should have the right to do what they want to. No. You don't have the right to incorporate a degraded culture that your children are going to inherit and be raised up in. You've got a right to protect the culture. We don't even know anymore what we can do and what we can't do. We think... And, and I'm talking about people on this side of the fence with us as Christian that because of so much government regulation they will be free from everything. You're not free to burn a flag. I know Scalia said on the Supreme Court that was free speech. He's dead wrong. Dead, dead wrong. You got people in Vietnam. I'm reading a book right now. We were young and we were soldiers. They were ordered to get up and go fight the Viet Cong, knowing that every time somebody got up, they got shot and killed. They were so close to each other, they'd hear the, they'd fear, some of the soldiers next to them would fear the air from the bullet and the, the, the womp into the flesh of the neck or the head. And you know one thing that kept these guys going in one of the battles? was a small, tiny flag that you get at the five and ten dime store. One of those four by six inches flags on a little stick. They stuck it in one of the cover where they cover behind these big anthills. Stuck it there. And one soldier said he saw that. And he just melted looking at it, what he was fighting for. No, you do not have the right to burn a flag. 
because you're not burning a piece of material. You're degradating. You're committing sacrilege. Of all those who've given their life, for us to be here and do what we do today. We've lost sacredness. We lost the value. We lost what is free speech. Free speech doesn't mean you have the right to go say whatever you want to say. It does against the government. It doesn't sit there and say, well, I just said about England, that's free speech. But you don't have the right to be crass, vulgar, curse. Even saying fire in theater, a theater, which the Supreme Court has ruled that you can't say that, but they like everything else. You don't have the right to use God's name in vain. Oh, you got the free will. That's a different thing. But you don't have to go right in the public square and start doing that with us as Christians saying, you're blaspheming my father and I won't tolerate it. Where is the Christian strength gone to? Where is the Christian fiber that we're so strong in our way of life that we can silence people even if we have to confront them on it? We become pagans. We've lost the strength. And that's why Lady comes. She's come to give us fiber. She's come to give us strength and clarity. Some of these things I'm saying, you may not have thought of that way before. You might think, well, I, who am I telling my neighbor what to do? Hey, they live in your neighborhood. You don't have to regulate them. There's a, there's a standard, a decency of morality that is expected out of everybody, even the non-believer. Of which knows it's to his advantage that they shall not kill, that shall not steal. He'll accept that. If he doesn't, he's not just an atheist, he's an idiot. Totally with logic, or without logic. So, to the atheist, to the libertarian, to the Christian, to the agnostic, to all these groups and all these isms, there's one thing we need in this country and one thing we need in the world, Christianity. That's our solution. That's our answer. That's what we have to vote for. And we vote for first by ourselves, becoming more in the life of the Christian, both in our inner being and our walk in the culture and expectations of the culture. You don't have to accept and should not accept unchristian behaviors. I was just told of an Australian this past weekend who was visiting, I think he was 15, 16 years old, visiting America. And three blocks decide they just wanted to kill him for fun. They shot and killed him at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Just for fun. The media won't say they're black because they think that's racial profiling. Your media is the devil. It's satanic. It's, from, it's straight from hell. Don't trust nothing they say. The, the, this was learned by the Australian media. Our media will only print those things. You cannot trust anything that you hear from the news. Research it yourself. Read they, not, not the first, but uh, look what happened while you're sleeping. That's all about the media, what they're doing, how they snow you. You've got to study. You've got to be reading. They find the first shot is about finances. It's about marriage. It's about family. It's about nation. In fact, it's about everything. 
Why? Because it's the only thing that matters in the end is our culture. Because if you don't have proper culture, you don't have a protection of society, to be living moral, you don't have it for the family. And the family don't have it, you don't have it for the individual. And then you get radical individuals, like Pope Benedict was saying. You get the isms. Everybody's searching for the wrong thing. It's in the message. Economic situation and recovery is in the message. The family restoration is in the message. Your future is in the message. You say, it's in the Bible. We have forgotten the Bible. Already has said that. God sends her to give us a message to have a future. And if you don't want to dwell in it, you don't want to incorporate it, you don't want to accept it, you won't have one. And so what's bad today and what's sick today and what's going all sour today is the church. Many don't want to hear that. They don't want to say it. If the church be right, the culture be right. We get our act together, everything's going to flourish. Everything come back. No, we will go through purification, certainly. Our lady said that. We can mitigate it, but we won't avoid it. Frank's not with us today. We'll give his contact information if you want to talk about the financial matters and why we tell people to put your money in silver, why we struck a round, a one-ounce piece. It's called the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round. Its purpose is to store your wealth, just like if you have a hog killed or, or buy, buy a steak and some other meat at the grocery store and you put it in the freezer. Put your money in the freezer. The freezer is silver. Some people put it in gold. We recommend silver because it's way undervalued. We're going on, uh, I think, over two million rounds, headed toward eighty, eighty-five million dollars just to this one round with the exchange. Nobody bought it. You just exchange the cash you have now for silver. It fluctuates, yes, but it's suppressed. And then that gives you the ability to transfer immediately this cash that you have into something that's solid that has intrinsic value. The dollar or a hundred-dollar bill does not have intrinsic value. It's paper. Nothing backs this except faith that you believe you can exchange it to somebody else. But when a collapse comes, and it is coming, it's only a matter of hours that that paper can go to nothing. And it's done that in the past history when we're doing it in the state we're in. And it's just when it's got a lot going to It should already happen 20 years ago. And so you want to have to be holding something as insurance and something that has intrinsic value that can't go away. But that's not the goal. This is just a gateway to get to your land. Land's hard to find, your proper place. You have to think what I want, where is the places. You have to look for that. Silver you do instantly. And you don't just put in silver. It's a big mistake to go put in silver bars. Put it in the miraculous metals you go around. And then this turns into conversion because it gets in people's hands. We've already had miracles about this. People have, throughout the last 150 years, the Rudabach, have had these miracles through the miraculous metal. So the whole basis was, how do we turn something that we use every day into something that could be bringing people to conversion? And many people have exchanged their cash for these rounds, cashed them back in, bought a car, bought land, whatever they do with it. It's rather available in the market to sell it or get your money cash back and change it over or directly with it. It's all explained and ain't going to happen, which is downloadable free, I think. 
You can download it on the site. Read it. If you're from another country, read this now. Don't delay. You have to act immediately on your circumstances. That's why I like you saying, dear children, today, look at the message. We spoke about this often. Our lady says, dear children, today. She's saying, today, put this in now. Do not procrastinate. It doesn't work. Not in this time. Because Ali says this is a special time. Frank's information. Frank, uh, to contact Frank Williams, you can reach him toll-free in the United States at 877-936-7686. Again, that's 877-936-7686. His email address is globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Again, globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And his website is globalsilverinvestors.com, and there's general information there and contact information. And just as a friend of Medjugorje was saying earlier in the broadcast, quoting from Jeremiah, our trust is a blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. It has been the mission of Caritas, a friend of Medjugorje, that our hope and our future is in the Lord. And in so doing, we invite you here September 14th for the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross when we will be climbing to the mountain on the cross at Penitentiary Mountain here at Caritas, a place that Our Lady has blessed with her apparitions and promised that she would intercede before God for all of our intentions. And so on September 14th, we're inviting you to join us to climb the mountain and to bring yourself, to bring your family, and to bring our nation before the cross of Christ. And of course, we put this cross up to bind the United States of America to the cross. On July 4th, we did the consecration. I was just told Alabama is in the number one state in the United States with the least unemployment. The grain bills are full. I've heard people say, we go through here and there's no empty shopping strips through Alabama. We've had Our Lady here 177 times. We've always felt that there's something special. It is the Bible Belt. You have a lot of good Protestants here with good values. We've turned down gambling. we kept it away. A lot of these are destroying other states. But the shocking news on this unemployment thing was even Texas, we beat them. And they've been so superior in that way. Not that we want that, but God's promise to feed the birds of the air, clothe the flowers of the fields. If you live the statutes, I'm not saying everything's perfect in Alabama. There's some other good states. There's some other bad, bad states. But one thing it is, we believe in a biblical life. And I think the cross has something to do with that, that it was placed here. Jeremiah goes on and says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For thou art my praise. Behold, they say to me, Where is the word of the Lord? Let it come. Let it come, Mary. Save us. Show us. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered.
It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.